Hi everyone, welcome back to Life is Love School. Today's topic is relationship strategies that anxious attachment people use that don't work. I wanted to do this topic for a while because I see so many of my clients exhibit anxious attachment styles and the problems that they run into in their relationships oftentimes come from that insecure place. So they do or they say things in relationships because they feel so anxious and because they react out of those feelings, it really hurts the relationship, but they can't help but do it. So I want to do this episode to call out all the common behaviors so you could see if you're running into any of these and that if you are, what are some of the better ways that you can handle the feelings instead of acting out? Now, a common reason that people develop the anxious attachment relationship style is because in their childhood, they may have a caretaker that is not attuned to their needs. So a common example might be a mother who is affectionate towards their kids only when the mother feels like it. So if the mother wants to have a hug, she goes and hugs the daughter or the son, but not when the son or the daughter needs a hug. So then the kids is sometimes getting what they need from the mother and sometimes not. Or let's say that a father puts on a birthday party for their children and makes it really elaborate, really fancy, invites everybody, makes you know, invites a clown, and it's a huge celebration yet it's not what the kid really wants. So again, it's something that the parents is forcing upon the child. Maybe they wanted to show up well in front of neighbors, but it's not necessarily for the child. So if you grew up in this kind of environment where your needs are not listened to, they're not understood, the parents are giving you not necessarily to what you need, but what they think you need, then sometimes what they give you and what you need might match up and sometimes it doesn't. So you get very confused. In your adult relationships, a lot of times, unfortunately, when we are not conscious of what happened in our childhood, our default behavior is to recreate that same feeling in our adult relationships. That's why you tend to see people who are anxiously attached would get involved with people that are avoidant, people that are aloof, people that only inconsistently fulfill their needs. So I think that dispels the mystery of why a chaser, which is the anxious attached person, tends to find a runner, the avoidant, who is not able to fulfill their emotional needs. So now that we know the origination, what are some of the ways that anxious attached people show up in relationships that actually hurt the relationship? If you're new to this channel, make sure you like and subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. So sign number one is that the anxious attached person would overdo in relationships to try to earn love. Now this is again repeating a pattern that the anxious attached child did in order to win the parent's love. A lot of times people that grew up with feeling not enough attunement, not enough love, is that they try to earn love. So they try to be the perfect child. They try to read what the parents need and try to anticipate the parents need and try to meet and fulfill it. So this person grew up oftentimes and becoming a people pleaser, very conflict avoidant, not directly expressing their needs, but overly focused on what the partner may need. So they feel that they intrinsically do not deserve love and that any love has to be earned. 
So a lot of times these people show up in relationships very early on over giving both emotionally as well as in terms of their resources, maybe uh, investing a lot of energy and time and money into the relationship when the other person has not earned it. So this actually tends to backfire because the other person would then question how much you value your own time, energy, and resources because you're giving to them when they feel like they haven't earned it. So you wanna do the opposite, which is you only invest to match, right? You're investing fairly because you also value your own time. Not that you're not investing, but you don't want to overstep and overgive to show that you have to earn love. No, if a person wants to be with you, they will show in their action and their words that they do. You cannot force it. You cannot try to control it by over earning. The second strategy that anxious attached people use that is not helpful to a healthy relationship is repeatedly asking for reassurance. So underlying the anxious attachment style or in fact all insecure attachment style is a deep-seated fear that they are not good enough, that who they are is not lovable and they need to go the extra mile in order to earn love and that they are at high risk of being abandoned. So if you feel this level of insecurity, it is only natural that you don't want to feel this way. You want to get reassurance from your partner that they do care about you, that they are here for the long term, they're here to stay. So you may want to repeatedly go and ask your partner in different ways to get their commitment that they do love you. For example, you might say, you know, are you thinking about me? You know, how much do you love me? Do you think I'm beautiful? Repeatedly asking for this type of reassurance over time can really wear other people down. But I also want you to realize that it's also really bad for you. If every time you feel insecure, you immediately reach out to ask for reassurance, you're teaching yourself that number one, you cannot soothe yourself, that you are powerless to help yourself calm down. Number two is you're giving validity to the feeling. You're making it bigger than it is. You're making it more real because you're acting scared. So the human tendency is something called a, um, a cognitive, uh, we wanna get rid of cognitive dissonance, meaning that if the way we behave and the way we think are not the same, not congruent, one of them has to change. We either have to change how we think to match how we uh, behave, or we have to change how we behave to match how we think. So if you're behaving, constantly running away from the feeling, asking for the reassurance, you are behaving in a way that treats this fear as a very big thing. So therefore, the thought process has to match it, which is, wow, you know, this thing is going to kill me. If I don't get the reassurance from my partner, it's going to kill me. So the thought feeds the feeling and feeds the behavior, and it just gets worse and worse. What is in your control is you can stop the cycle. You can feel the fear, you can acknowledge the fear, you can label the fear. Hey, I'm feeling a sense of insecurity. I see that insecurity rising, but you do not have to act according to the fear. You can act counter to the fear, you can go for a walk, you can talk to a friend, you can journal, you can meditate. You have all these different ways to regulate yourself so that when you do this, you're teaching yourself that Hey, I am a competent adult. I have this anxious attachment style form in my youth and my past, but it does not run my life now. 
Now I choose to see it. I choose to work with it. I choose not to be controlled by it. Tactic number three that anxious attached people use that is not helpful for a healthy relationship is being passive aggressive. If you were raised by parents that didn't care about your feelings, if you express your feelings, they may say, well, you know, you're too sensitive. You shouldn't feel that way. If I were you, I wouldn't be feeling that way. Then you start to not be able to own your feelings. So if the feelings of being sad, being angry, etc., were not acceptable to your parents, you've learned to bottle it up. You learn to ignore it. You learn to deny it. And a lot of times you might say, oh, I'm not angry. But in fact, you are acting angry through, uh, for example, being chronically late to something that you don't want to do, uh, being deliberately incompetent at something you don't want to do, using sarcasm. So you poke fun at other people, uh, putting little uh, like jabs, etc. So you're doing it in a backhanded way or maybe giving backhanded compliments because there's so much anger in you and anger must come out. So it just seeps out in these toxic ways instead of directly expressing how you feel. So another form of passive aggressive communication that anxiously attached people do a lot is it's kind of a subset of this, which is testing behavior. So you want to know if your partner loves you. So instead of directly asking for validation, which I covered is not always healthy either. You indirectly do that by testing your partner. For example, uh, a client of mine was really sick. She was not feeling well at all psychologically. She wanted to go see a doctor on the weekend. And she told her husband about it. And she was expecting or hoping that her husband would volunteer to take her. And in fact, her husband did volunteer and said, hey baby, should I take you to the hospital? And she said, no, I'm fine. I can totally drive myself. So the husband just let her do this. And of course she was angry that the husband did not do what she believes is the right thing to do. But in fact, she was the one who rejected his offer. So by acting in a testing way or passive aggressive way, you're in a no win situation, right? You're not conveying what you want. And when people follow what you told them to do, you are angry. So instead, what you need to do is own your feelings. You have to own the fact that you may be angry. You may be disappointed. You may be sad, etc and then communicate how you feel and more importantly, what you need from the relationship or from your partner in order to meet that need instead of acting in a passive aggressive way. Because when you act passive aggressive, you're being indirect in expressing your needs and feelings. And it is not a good way to express it because first of all, you're counting on your partner to guess it correctly. And second of all, indirect communication shows that you are not willing to be authentic, that you are not being a true person, true to your feeling. It shows a lack of confidence and that's not how you want to show up in relationships. I hope you find today's content helpful. I'm sure that there are a lot of other things that you observed in your own relationship and maybe other people that we're being passive aggressive or, you know, being snidey, um, different strategies that people that are anxiously attached use that is not helpful to a healthy relationship. Please drop them down. I would love to see what some of the other things are that I may have missed. And of course, you know, if you have questions, drop it. I read and I answer every single question and check out the show notes. If in the future there's any suggestions for content, also let me know until next time. Have a wonderful week.